Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, this is episode 365. You know what that means? It's a full year. It's a full year of podcasts. So you can download one for each day of the year. And then and still have, have almost listen. 40 additional like episodes and bonuses to listen to. <laughs> so you can actually do it every day of the week and almost twice on Sunday. <laughs> do it. Do it. Don't listen to the first few. Oh, my God. They're so bad. Oh. Not the content, the, the audio, because Brian and I were in a big room with one microphone between the two of us. <laughs> it was like um, Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora. <laughs> I don't get that reference. When they would share the microphone when singing Living on a Prayer. Oh. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Of but course. of course. All right. So... Uh, we are back. I have really bad news, and it's not in the rundown, but because I, I did, I, I just couldn't bring myself to write it down. What's that, <sighs> Daryl? You're fine. No. <laughs> if you're gonna do that, you have to do it like Vince McMahon. You're fired. Anyway, um, no, Warrior <laughs> None got canceled. Yeah, it was the highest that. rated Netflix show. Fans and critics. I think it had 100% from critics, and it was like a 98% from fans. I didn't see, I didn't even know that, or I didn't it was, realize. I mean, that. It, was, it was great, and it like it did a ton of minutes, and then it just kind of fell out, you know, but it left on a cliffhanger. Although we did talk about this, like it leaves on a cliffhanger, right? Yeah. But it could also very much be the end of the story. Like she just took the right. the thing back because they killed Azazel Zuger Baganagov, and um, I don't remember his name. Asriel. Adriel. 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 Okay, now I remember. Anyway, but um, but yeah. So I don't know. It makes me sad. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. Um, maybe like you know, I was thinking maybe like someone like the Daily Wire should pick that up. Are, or have they done anything or announced anything lately about any project? I mean, they're working on like all their like kids programming right now. Yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, because Not that would seen, be a. But it's like, yeah, pick this up. Somebody pick it up, please. Yeah, that'd be very nice. That'd be very nice because again, this we... that was a show. I mean, you you always hear about. They they're doing it for the wrong reasons, but you always hear about you know strong female you know right. female characters right. and all this stuff. Well, you have a show full of strong female characters, and not Mary Sue's, and not done there, and not put into mm -hmm. the the product to check a box, but are actually written very well, and people that you root for. That's all we want. Yeah, you know, I don't care who the person is, as long as they're written well. And have a captivate some type of captivating story, and we've talked about Warrior Nun for. Years. I was going to say two years, but years. but it's been more than two years because it came out in was it eighteen or nineteen? We've talked about it for years upon years upon years. Yeah. So that's that is a disappointment. Mm -hmm. 
it made me sad. So very sad. But anyway, moving on. Um, <clears throat> how this rumor is true. It could well, make you happy. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Let's, we've yeah. got witty banter to do. This is the banter section oh, of the podcast. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I don't see that on the list. Here. It says intro. <laughs> I'm doing very well. We have, what, eight days or nine days till Christmas? Um, yes. Something along those lines. Something along those lines. I'm, yeah. um, I'm actually in the mode of I do not know what day of the week it is now. <laughs> it is Friday. Even though di- I don't know. <laughs> Because as of 26 minutes ago, I am off for the rest of the year. Whatever. Whatever. I do this every year. Anyway. Um, yeah. Cool. Fun. All right. Uh, yeah, let's just hop into it then, since you're good and I'm good. And uh, this is this is very much a rumor, so let's, let's keep it at that. But it's the first one that I feel like is... Uh, Close to validity. Let's hope. So um, Kathleen Kennedy signs severance deal with Lucasfilm, according to New Rumor. After 10 years as Star Wars top dog. Um, it's what it says, dog. I was going to use the word for a female dog. Um, but anyway, Kathleen Kennedy may be planning her Lucasfilm departure. The Walt Disney Company has gone through a turbulent time lately, and firing Bob Chapek and other executives has given way of given to given way to a wave of changes for the entertainment giant. A new rumor indicates the president of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, may be next to leave. All right, so she's rumored to get. So this is where I think it's like leading like towards like trueness, right? She's rumored to get between twenty-five and thirty million dollars for her exit. Um, which, let's be honest, talk about failing upward. I know, right? I, I know it did say that a lot of that is going to be tied up in stock options, but again, mm-hmm. that's that's par for the course with right. stuff like this. When you get buyouts, you get a lot of stock, you get shares. It's not just a thirty right. million dollar check they're going to cut to cut you, right? But Maybe that's yeah, why again, it's called a golden this, parachute. Yeah. But yeah, this is something that is uh, several YouTubers have been saying for a year and a half now. It's gonna happen. Well, it's gonna you know, happen. Our favorite, our favorite den of nerds and the future ruler of the world, Victor Von or Vic, Victor Von Doomcock, you know, like <laughs> you know, they've been saying this for ten years. She's done. Kathleen Kennedy is done with Lucasfilm. Rumors said that no. So here's the thing. And we've talked about these rumors before because, honestly, they're just really fun to talk about and hope that she won't do this. Um, but it, the rumors indicate that there's there's no need to get excited just yet, that she will be allowed to quietly replay, remain at Lucas as the head of Lucasfilm for a few more months and that her, quote, retirement will be announced after the uh, Indiana Jones – I'm sorry, Helen Jones and the Dame of Destiny gets released. Yeah, and and again, I don't care how how long she stays. As long as they're not developing any Star Wars movies, I know they're developing shows like Ahsoka. Uh, they're still, you know, Mandalorian season three, and the, what is that? The the Acolyte. They're doing those, whatever. But the movies are the things that are lasting. 
and mm-hmm. as long as she's not there when they start back up on the movies, that is the that is the most important aspect of it to me. She should not be able to touch or even look at anything related to Star Wars movies ever again. Bring it, back if George. they cut, you know, if they Bring come out ten George. years from now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. One of us. One of us. <laughs> and no, uh, I, I like I, this in yeah. the article. It, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, there's a there's a part where it says, you know, after after Indiana Jones comes out, which is June 30th of next year, and they, one of the things they said, they must be expecting Indiana Jones to do well if they're going to, you know, that would make her a big a good send off for her. She brought this to the theaters and everything. And she, you know, retires in, in walking out in the sunset with the well, a good box office performance. I'm telling you right now, this is not going to perform well at the box office. No. Sorry. I mean, like the, what was the, the crystal golden crystal skull, right? Oh my God. I almost walked out of that one. Okay. Well, I never saw it. So, um, it made money, good. but it was, it was not good. And from like all, uh, you know. It was out there. It was awful. But it was awful. So here's the thing, I, and I love this. It says at least, <laughs> at least presented as her retiring on her quote golden laurels of whatever the numbers will end up being with Indiana Jones. Like, if if this is true, right? No one should go see Indiana Jones five. Let her go out on a bomb and be like, look at all the money she lost the studio. Yes. Um, and, and so here's the other thing is they're claiming that John Campia, God rest his soul, um, reveals <laughs> that much of, uh, the original source Prasha has indicated that Kathleen will be removed by Lucasfilm around the time of the Indiana Jones five release. So, you know, um, by the way, John Campia is not dead. He's just a douche. Um, <laughs> Yes. I, I, so that's still eight months. There's, she can she can do considerably irreparable damage to to all of Lucasfilm. Like like I'm not just yeah. worried about Star Wars. I'm also worried about Indiana Jones because he's he's an that, iconic and, and, character. Yes. And if you mm-hmm. have Fleabag replacing him, like I'm not okay with that. Like I I don't think Phoebe Waller. I loved her as Fleabag, right? But at the same time, she is not the person who I'm going to get behind to go watch a franchise. Oh, no. She's not. So I'm not actually, I'll be honest, I'm not really behind Harrison Ford at this point. Like, dude is 80 years old. Hang it up, buddy. Like, quit, me, crashing, like I said. quit crashing airplanes and go hang out with Callista. She's still hot. You know, yeah. she's just. To me. Yeah. The Last Crusade was Indiana Jones at its finest, and that was a perfect place to have left off. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I think maybe Harrison got caught up in the FTX or something. I, I don't know what's happening here. Like, why, like, I don't know. I tell you what I'm really not looking forward to, though, is the deep fake movies with all of these people in them. No. You know, that's there was a movie about that a few years ago. Uh-huh. Where the actress signed over her like digital rights, and they were make they I, I don't remember Simone. was that the one with Robin Wright in it? Simone with or um, was it? It was um I think it was not De Niro uh, the other one Pacino. So 
but yeah, uh, yeah, hopefully this is true. And again, like you said, she can still do a lot of damage. Yes. I, uh, when, when I think Lucasfilm, I always think of Star Wars and probably because the Crystal Skull just got lost in my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to forget about Indiana Jones's Lucasfilm. But again, we can't do anything about what she's the involvement and everything we've, that's happened with Indiana Jones. It's just keeping her away from the projects that she is that, that again. Star Wars, I don't see any movie Star Wars movies on the horizon anytime soon, which is great. Right. We just hope that minimizes her effect. Because again, as bad as some of these shows have been, and I'm not uh, as bad as Obi-Wan was and Book of Boba Fett, that won't, to me, be a lasting image because you can still say, save those with great movies. That's why I'm, it's more important to keep her away from the movies now. And see where we can see if we can well yeah and i mean with the act rebuild what... if, if the act like makes it to screen okay don't forget mm-hmm. that was harvey weinstein's assistant who is running that show who scheduled lots of encounters for him and never once ratted him out mm-hmm. so if you are up in arms about the me too movement and what Harvey Weinstein did to these women, which is awful. Do not support the Acolyte. Like, I'm not going to support the Acolyte. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, let's move on to some more interesting news that's new to us. Um, God of War is coming to a streaming service near you, uh, mainly Amazon Prime. It's funny. We, we've got two Amazon Prime streaming services. I was about to say, Amazon's going to be busy in this in um, this episode. So God of War TV Amazon. series to go to ad, or sorry, God of War ser- TV series a go at Amazon. Wheel of Time showrunner Rafe Judkins, what a horrible name, and the Expanse creators Mark Fergus and Hawk Ost- Ostby uh, are adapting the award-winning PlayStation game. Now, I will say this. You've played this version of the game. I have not. However, mm-hmm. when has a video game ac- adaptation actually been good? Like the original Super Mario's with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo? Mm. <laughs> I get Yeah. And, and I see, I, no, I know people say that all. Yeah. But yeah, it, Sonic, that doesn't matter. I think Sonic it's the about, Hedgehog? Sonic was actually, right. I, I was. I was I had fun with Sonic. I actually had fun with Pokemon too, with uh, um, Detective P- Pikachu. Det- yeah, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, that's what it was. I still want to yeah, watch with Ryan Reynolds. It. Yeah, so yeah, I, um, I like that one. Yeah. So I, but, yeah. So we talked about this the other day when this news broke, and you were like, "Because like uh, here, I'm just gonna read it. It says here. Wait, where'd it go? Okay, so Kratos sets off on a dangerous mission with his estranged son to spread uh, her mom's his mom's ashes at the highest peak. Um, his wife's final Kratos' wife's final wish. Kratos soon realizes the journey is an epic quest in disguise, one that will test the bonds between father and son and force Kratos to battle new gods and monsters for the fate of the world. Um, and I was like, well, this does not sound anything like the first God of War because. <laughs> This is not based on the first God of War. They just kind of started the series over when it went to PS4. Yeah, it, they didn't start it over. What they did is they just because again, the first God of War games were all about the Greek, uh, like right. the Greek gods and and yeah. everything like that. 
this goes into the Norse gods and it makes sense yeah. because it, it like when it, if you've played the first few God of War, then then you see, well, well I mean, spoiler alert, he pretty much killed all the Greek gods and, and such. So this one makes sense and it's him starting over. So that was a good kind of, like you just said, they kind of started over. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it was a, it was a good re It's kind of like one of those uh, pseudo reboots, but the, all the stuff that happened beforehand is still canon. So does he still have it's, the Blades it, of Chaos? I will, well, this this game came out in 2018. So Dude, no, yeah, not in the, the beginning of no the game. There's no such thing as a spoiler for something that's four years yeah, old. Yeah, so mm-hmm. not in the beginning. He he actually gets those late in the first game. And so right. I'm playing God of War Ragnarok now, the second game that just came out of last month. And right. he has those from the start. So you can go back and forth between the acts. So the, the ones that chaos, you got in the tweet. 2005 version, mm-hmm. you still get in the 2018 version. Yeah, later in the, and and again, it's a part of the story. Sure. The how you know, because again, he's put away. He's trying to put away his past. Right. And that was one of the things he tried to put away right. of being okay. This mad god killer. So okay. this is one of those things where the story itself is I could absolutely see this as a very, very successful show. The fact you have two guys that were involved with children. I mean, I know you haven't seen that. That was a, I was a really right. good I know. Like, it's, dour it's, movie. I told you, I put it on my list every time it's on something and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch this. And yeah. then it's like leaving today. I'm like, God damn it. Um, but, and yeah, and they, so and they uh, both Ferguson in, and Hank Ostby. Keep, like, yeah, we're gonna all, we're gonna keep them o- away from Rafe Judkins. <laughs> so that is my one concern. Well, hold on, hold both on. Of these finish guys, about finish about Fergus and Yeah, yeah and both we'll of these guys that like were were executive producers and did a lot with the Expanse. Uh, just looking at their, their credits, they but they were co-writers, I guess, co- co-screenplay writers of Cowboys and Aliens, which mm-hmm. was a. a a, a very disappointing movie and Iron Man. Uh, Fergus was wrote the screenplay for Iron Man and children of men. So they, they have some, they've done some good things. You know, they don't have a lot on their resume, but what they have done, it, it, it's pretty strong, especially when you look at the expanse. Yeah. Now you well, go let's, into let's this. Let's talk about Rafe Judkins for a second. Yeah. Rafe Judkins is mostly known for having been on Survivor. Really? Yeah. Oh, he was a producer for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, okay. He was a supervising TV producer for 43 episodes. All right. Hemlock Grove, he did the first 13 episodes. He did something called Honor, which was a short. And then he did Wheel of Time Origins. And then Wheel of Time. So oh, he was a... Oh god. Yeah. He did some stuff on Chuck too. He's executive story editor. Yeah. Wrote a few episodes on For, 13 yeah. episodes of Chuck. So it looks but, like he did the right up until like some episodes up until the writer's strike and then yeah. Um My Own Worst Enemy, he was a staff writer. That was that Christian uh Slater one. Um and he was an assistant to the writers on the 4400, which means he got coffee for them for six episodes, five episodes. <laughs> um, and he's involved with the division. 
Okay, here's the thing, though. Like, Wheel of Time probably should have never been filmed. It's so bad. So, I will say this with Wheel of Time for the first season. Some of this is on Amazon. The writers and the, I think Rafe and every the creatives wanted a two-hour-plus uh pilot episode mm-hmm. they wanted 10 episodes amazon said no you get you go you only get like 80 minutes for the pilot and you only get eight episodes with that being said i'm coming from somebody from who knows the wheel of time the first few you know the first five or six books granted i'm not like a huge fan like some people because some people mm-hmm. do like it as a as from what i know of the books i did not like the changes they made and even Brandon Sanderson, who, for those who don't know, Robert Jordan is the creator and the writer of The Wheel of Time. He ended up dying. Brandon Sanderson, who is a wonderkin as far as writing fantasy and just anything. I just love anything he writes. He finished the series. like with the, I think he did the last two or maybe three books. Okay. And he even said there were some things that he, because he gave them notes as far as what to, as far as the scripts and some things they followed and a lot of things they changed. And he he was very diplomatic in it, but he yeah. he said there were some things that were, were curious why they why they I'm paraphrasing here why they went the way they did. Yeah, I did not like the Wheel of Time. Okay, if I did not know the Wheel of Time at all, if I if I was coming in cold, I would have thought it was just your average fantasy story. See, I didn't know the Wheel of Time. I would have been like it's okay, and I came in like yeah. what. It's happening. Yeah, it, and that that first the first couple episodes, we we talk about it all the time. Yeah, they, they are bad, like in general for pilots. But this one was, it was just choppy and, yeah, it, it struggled. And I mm-hmm. I think I cut off at episode five. I, I said I can't do this anymore. Or episode four. So I, I'm I'm very. That's the concerning part of this is what. He, he will bring what he learned from the wheel of time how much fergus and you know otsby what what they can do and and who yeah. is the kind of like the overseer that is you know pointing these guys in the in the right direction for this because again right. like you said game video this this is a perfect type of story that would should work so well as a series yeah that's what she said so like here in the in the article so um I don't know if you, you all have noticed we've been using Hollywood Reporter for everything. Unless it's a rumor and we call it out as a rumor, um, we don't count it as news unless it comes from the Hollywood Reporter or Variety. Um, but we still pick these things apart because here's my favorite thing in this article. God of War joins the growing list of high-profile series based on video games that also includes Halo. God. <laughs> at Paramount+, Plus, HBO's forthcoming The Last of Us, Sony and PlayStation Productions are also behind The Last of Us, along with the series based on Twisted Metal, which will be on Peacock, and Horizon, which will be on Netflix. I mean, are they, they're saying Horizon Zero Dawn, right? It says Horizon. Like, like, it doesn't say Zero yeah, Dawn. I, so Now, I'll say The Last of Us, as much as I have distaste for Neil Druckmann and some of the people at naughty dog for what they did in the last of us too. Yeah. And puffy face. And, and the, 
yeah, and and the decisions of the, the casting. Even though I, I like Pedro Pascal as an actor, I think he's a. I like Pedro Pascal as an actor. I'll just leave it at that. I, I'm not. Uh, I don't like him as Joel. Joel. But from what I've seen, from the little I've seen, I think this show could actually be pretty good. Halo was hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. god awful. Uh, Twisted Metal, that's one of those shows like, why are you making a movie out of this game? Or a show out of this game? And then Horizon, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's Horizon Zero Dawn, because I know they mentioned that. Yeah. Which, again, that's... I don't need a show for that, even though I love. Yeah, so yeah, that's what they meant. They they just didn't quit finish the editing. Okay. It's Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Um. So yeah, this is. I don't know. I I I'd much rather. I, I just don't know if Amazon's going to embrace because this is this is a as hardcore of a game with violence as you can get. And if you sanitize it, it's no longer Kratos. It's no longer God of War. That's another thing. Well, so here's the thing is like, how is Amazon going to make this all about a strong, powerful whammon? Yeah. Well, I mean, the the most powerful, interesting female character is Freya. Yeah. Who I I don't remember who plays her, who who who's the voice and the you know, the motion capture for her, but yeah. she's actually a really good character. Um, but it, this is, this is actually a story about a father and son. Yeah. And that's what it is so well done because you have this young kid who is, you, you go from liking him to not liking him, to loving him, to just okay. being like, Oh, I want to slap you in the face. Do you it's, get to play as the a kid? well-written story? Do you go back and forth between playing? I'm trying to think of in the, the first, kid? not in the first, not in the first oh. one, really. So, like but in the second one, you actually do. Who do you want to, play to see play Kratos? Atreus. That is a tough one. So the the guy who the voice actor for Kratos is the guy who played in um, Stargate SG One, the black guy. I forgot oh, his yeah. name. He's old though. Yeah, he's yeah he's too he's I think he's too old for the role of Kratos. Yeah, I don't know. He's who like would be a good Kratos. Yeah, I, I would say Alan Rickman has the. Richson has the like physical oomph, the physical nature of Kratos, but I don't know if he has the the face. Like Kratos needs to be a weathered looking, just that's that's going to be a tough one. That's because that's going to be very important as far as getting the actor to play Kratos. West Chatham, dude. Yes, yes. Yes, I I am all behind that. He can grow an all epic, He can grow an epic beard. He looks good bald, and he's fucking jacked. Hundred percent. I don't know how why he didn't come to mind, but I would because you were really thinking Vin Diesel, the role. but you uh, you didn't want to say that out loud. <laughs> or or hear me out, Anthony Bowens. No. Brian Cage. No. So West West Chatham, that's <laughs> okay. Let's go. Okay, West Chatham. That's, I'm just that's, gonna that's, go through the <gasps> evil Uno. There we go. We got it. He wore the mask. And everything. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
like I was saying, this this is one of those I'm yeah. cautious, very cautious about. It, I'm cautious. This was just announced <laughs> because also it's on Amazon. But again, Amazon has done some great things. It's just the two big things they've done. And again, I don't. I'm not even putting Wheel of Time in. The Wheel of Time is not even on a level of fail. It's not only in the same planet of fail to me as the Rings of Power. Yeah. But since the Rings of Power has cost so much and has been such an epic fail, people look at Amazon. It's like, eh, I don't know. But then you think about think about some of the other shows that have been on Amazon that have been good. Like, I mean, you have the Terminal List, you have Reacher, you have the first season of Jack Ryan, you have the Expanse, the, you know, the last couple seasons of the Expanse. Um, was Fleabag on? No, Fleabag yeah, was on. Fleabag Hulu, was Amazon. It? Okay, well, Fleabag you was have British, Mrs. Maisel. and then it was on Amazon. Yeah. Yes. You have you Mrs. Maisel, Ma- which has, is great. You have it's, a yeah. lot of good shows on Amazon. Which I have it's to just finish watching season four of Mrs. Maisel before we do our best yeah. because it's typically my best show of the year whenever it's on. Well, you better get on that. I know. Well, I'm off. <laughs> I have a whole week off where I can do oh, whatever yeah, I have, want. You have six months off, it seems like. I'm going to wake up at five and go to the gym every day still because I'm a savage. Anyway, let's move on to uh, Superman. How about that? The cavalcade of news. The cavalcade of news. (laughs) Um, All right. So now we get to the section of the podcast that is dedicated to um, the only man who encourages Daryl or entices Daryl to don a completely latex onesie bodysuit. In simp for Henry Cavill. Do you yeah, have I've your, been doing that. Do you have your simp I've been doing that body to go? No. No, that's that you're thinking about that Star Wars girl. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Uh all right, so <laughs> so much Henry Cavill news has come out this week and today, right? What do you mean um, this week? Like it's like, well, it's been, I know, like what, but for a 48 month, hours. Yeah, for the last yeah. month it feels like. Anyway, Henry Cavill is now not returning to Superman in an <laughs> in an update from last week's story. Um this uh ah, man, I felt so I felt so horrible for him reading reading this post. Um so here uh, I'm just gonna I I'm going to read his, I'm going to read his post. Just read it all. Right. He says, and this is all from Henry. So I have just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran and it's sad news. Everyone, it's sad news. Everyone. I will, after all, not be returning to Superman after being told by the studios to announce my return back in October prior to their hire, prior to their hire. Keep that in mind. This news isn't the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them and all involved with their new universe the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. For those who have been by my side through the years, you can mourn for a bit. But then we must remember, Superman is still around. Everything he stands for still exists, and the examples he sets for us are still there. My turn to wear the cape has passed, but what Superman stands for never will. It's been a fun ride with you all onwards and upwards. <sighs> I, you know, I read this, I sent it to you immediately. Um, it was super sad. I, I think, uh, I, I think he made, I think he made a fantastic Superman. I also think that 
much like Brandon Routh, who was a very good Superman himself. Uh, he was he was grossly wasted. Yes. Um, I I also am. <sighs> I'm very much in the in the school of thought that James Gunn and Peter Safran need to just start over. No, don't base it off of the Suicide Squad. Peacemaker has to go. Superman and Lois has to go. They just have to start fresh. I think having him stick around as Superman would have been confusing for people. I also think if they're going to go with the J. Michael Straczynski, kind of a younger Superman, or some of the New 52 stuff that they tried to do, which I, I think I think what will work so much better is if they based it off of the John Byrne run, um, which Donner stole a little bit from. But I, I will say... It's it's sad. This is really sad. They're going they're going in a different direction with a younger Superman earlier in his career. Um, and again, this is where Zack Snyder failed the character. Is he didn't make him Superman until he was in his mid thirties. Um, it's just it like we didn't get to see him play Clark Kent enough. Um, he was saddled with Amy Adams, who is one of the worst Lois Lanes. No, she's not like um, Kate, what's her name, from Superman Returns bad, but Amy oh, Adams Kate, had zero, yeah. zero, zero chemistry with Henry Cavill. Yeah. Th- I, while I understand where, why they did this, I don't like it because I, I, I get where you're saying, you, you know, the start over because – we had talked about that's what they probably might have to do. Mm-hmm. I think when you when you say hey, they're, they're bringing him back would confuse fans. Not if you pre- not if you present it right. Well, that that is that. Wait a minute, let me finish. Yeah, like that is one of those things where it's like if, if you're saying that, then why have a Batman? And or when I say Batman, like you, you know, you had the you know the Batfleck. And then, you know, they're doing this Elseworlds stuff with the Joker, which, again, he's he's saying that I don't know how that's going to fit in. It's all about the presentation. Yes, you can confuse some people. However, with that being said, I do get him wanting to do something on their own and not have Mm -hmm. to either rewrite or make amends for some of the mistakes that were made in the past. So I do get that. I, I get that. It's just. When you have a guy, a, a, a character, or not a character, but an actor who embodies a character so well, and you can see that potential, and that potential was come even coming from someone who absolutely loves the Man of Steel and really liked what Zack Snyder did, just did not hit where it needed to hit to bring Superman and Clark Kent to life. Yeah, it was just far get too. It. it was far get too it. cynical. It was far too cynical of a point of view. I, I get on, it. Yeah, on him. Um, yeah. on the man of steel on Superman. But here, here's the thing is he looks amazing in the suit. We can't take that away from him. like Snyder. Snyder did a great job casting as far as for look, uh, for the Trinity at the very least, they all looked the part. Um, just he, I don't understand why he made them all so old. You know, none yeah. of these people are old. Like that's the yeah. thing. Like he could have still been a twenty-five-year-old 
Kal-El. He's Ben Affleck still could have been an early thirties Batman, you know, yeah. uh, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman is 5,000 years old. It doesn't matter, but like they all looked the part, right? And again, they acted the part in, in, in many cases too. It wasn't just that they looked the part except for Superman in the sense, like what you just said, uh, it, it there were like, I did not like everything that they did with his origin story with right. Superman. I, I, I appreciate in some ways the the take, but the overall effect of it, it fell short. Right. So I get where they're going with this. And, you know, there's other stuff, you know, we have another thing about the Superman movie, but just right. talking about Avil being pushed out. It's it's sad because again I love the guys and after yep. I I yeah, he's one of those people we are both big fans yeah so we talked about a few weeks ago it's like of of the people in Hollywood that you would have a drink with him and Keanu Reeves were would be two of the ones Chris with, Pratt like at the top of my list and Chris Pratt yes actually I would Absolutely. really like to have a drink with Alan Richman um just, yeah he's interesting yeah just to talk to him and be like dude you just need to be more informed <laughs> yeah. you're so close you're yeah. so close to being right. Like, or like, not right, but you're so close to having like an informed opinion. Like, yeah, so close. But, yeah, because he, he, he comes across genuine and yeah, yeah, that's just one video. He just right. didn't look good on to me because we know what he was talking about. And yeah. He didn't I mean, know. I, I, but, I, I'm not watching Reacher anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and West, Hey, uh, West Chatham too. I, you know, I think he'd be a cool cause you know, he's a jujitsu guy. By yeah. The way. So yeah. But yeah, I it, would it's just talk just... to him about his time on the unit and pretend like the expanse never happened. <laughs> <laughs> you knucklehead. Anyway, that would be that right. would be funny though. So the next bit is Superman news. James Gunn is writing the Superman movie. Um, it says the project will focus on the hero in his younger days and will star an actor other than Henry Cavill. Um, so I'm. Uh, Here's the thing. As long as they don't go like preteen, you know, like we we got that with Smallville. Like what we haven't seen a lot of is Clark is Clark Kent ages 22 to 28. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's saying he wants to focus on his early days at the Daily Planet. Here's what I recommend for the DC universe going forward. You place it pre-internet. So all these people who were like, journalists and newspaper writers and, and TV anchors and all the fun little jobs they had, like detectives, it can't be ruined by technology. And then it makes the Batman's technology all the more impressive. Because you can do kind of like the James Bond thing and give Batman modern, like 21st century mm -hmm. tech. Just so you know, I'm, I'm slow clapping here because that, that is actually, I will say that is a very good idea. Right, yeah. Like then I, you I really you like. Don't that. have to worry about any of that stuff. Then it's like, you know, it it it's not today, but it's modern. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. I that, I would be fascinated with that idea. Yeah. Now with now I said even last week when we talked about Gun and Saffron taking over, I said I trust Gun to be able to create him and mm -hmm. Saffron to create a coherent and strong universe. I am not necessarily enthused about him or not necessarily enthused. I am very kind of 
I don't know what the word I'm. I'm very wary of him writing. Yeah, apprehensive of him writing. That was me, uh, the Baby Yoda downloading right there. <laughs> but uh, I'm very apprehensive of him. Not very, but I'm a little apprehensive of him writing this. Because, again, you look at, at you know, I love Guardians 1. Absolutely love Guardians sure. 1. I like Guardians 2. And he has a humor that I, I don't know if he's going to be able to rein it back. Mm-hmm. Similar to Taika Waititi in not not Thor Love and Blunder. Don't sure. you, I'm not talking about that one. But he, as much as I loved, I really liked Thor Ragnarok. There was still a little bit too much humor for the character that sure. Thor is. Sure. You have I to, hope we you have to remember that. though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you and defend him real quick. He, okay. He was involved with Brightburn, right? Which is not funny at all. Um, he wrote Dawn of the Dead. Um, the the Zack Snyder version. He was mm-hmm. a writer on both the Scooby Doo movies. He wrote Slither. He wrote Super. None of those movies are funny. Well, it's not. No, I'm not talking no, about know the funny. Saying. But none but, of the- but they all. But all all of everything that I just talked about had a mainstream mm-hmm. appeal, right? And he's not directing it. Dawn of the Dead is Zack Snyder's best movie. I don't. I wouldn't agree with that. Argument. I, I love. I love Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I no. Don't get me wrong. I really like Dawn maybe three hundred. Yeah. Okay. So so but and again but it was like a shot for shot remake right um, of of the original. You, oh, you're talking about three hundred. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, Dawn of the Dead too. Dawn of the Dead oh, was, oh, a, okay. was a was okay. a was a was a he just he is um in the words of the movie Chasing Amy a tracer. <laughs> When the inker goes over the comics, he just traces. He's not really the artist. That was is the whole thing mm-hmm. in the movie. Anyway, it's not funny if I have to explain it. Um, I think if he has the mindset of the first Guardians movie, it will be okay. Yeah, and so all those movies you mentioned, they still again. I know what you're saying in the mainstream appeal. I'm talking about the tone in and of itself of Superman, which we have not really gotten, like. Sure. Again, I I, right. I thought Brandon Routh was great as Superman, or was a great it was could have been a great Superman mm-hmm. slash Clark Kent. We still didn't get it with that. I love well, Man of Steel. That was Brian Singer's fault. Definitely didn't get it with that. Brian no, Singer. No, was, that's what I'm saying. Brian Singer was trying to that's, distance himself from the X Men for whatever reason. It's like he killed right. his own golden golden goose there. Um, and and so you know the, the biggest problem with the Superman Returns. Well, Superman didn't throw a single punch in the movie. That was mentioned in today's pitch meeting, by the way. Oh, was it? I didn't watch it yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, wait, Superman Returns was the pitch movie? Yes, it was, which is kind of funny that okay, we're talking about I, 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 I dig it. Um, but the the screenplay for, like, you know, the guys who wrote the screenplay were, were just doing an homage to Donner. Um which again is is fine, but I think because he's producing and writing, um, mm-hmm. Gunn is. I think I think it's going to have a different sensibility, and and really what we need to focus on is who's the mm-hmm. director is going to be. Yeah, and that's a yeah. It's not like TV I, where I where the that. writer is the more important role on TV, whereas the director is the more important role in the movie. 
Well, and again, but I, I would challenge it just a little bit in this case. Again, you're talking about a guy that's going to have total like carte blanche in the sense of the what he wants to see on screen for this new role. So it's not just oh, he's not just a writer. Mm-hmm. He is like going to be deeply involved in this. To your point, though, that's a like as far as finding the right director to make this because you're right in that sense. If you get a strong, capable director not and don't go the route of these like the mcu getting these people that know not what they're doing right get someone who is very solid in their in in their craft very knowledgeable has a lot of experience that way again if there's something that they they can offer pushback and guidance too as well just because i just want a just we we just want the superman truth justice right. in the american way sure that's the superman we want and this is where the and, addition of pete saffron helps right because mm-hmm. he gets it he's been around for a long time his his goal is is to make money um to to yes. quote um evan is that the guy who does the the guy Ritchie movies the mad Lib oh here? yeah <laughs> like you yes. know the superman mad Lib is actually a pretty easy thing to do it's just you have to execute it right. Right. So um, so here's some other weird things, though. Uh, apparently, the, the, the noted racist Taika Waititi, or not Taika Waititi, the noted racist uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, Ta-Nehisi. his movie's yeah. not off the table yet? I, honestly, I don't see that getting made. Like, I don't, with I don't, what Gunn wants... Yeah. With what he wants to do with this... I do not see for a second that movie getting made or yeah. that movie going in even, even further than, you know, these, the script writing. Right. They, it's, I don't, that's not going to happen. I mean, again, that's like not I'm not sure happen. why you would put a movie out about Superman by a noted racist who hates Superman and, and everything that he stands for. Um, as a, as a, as a noted yeah. racist, like Tony, he's Coates. Yes. And if you don't believe what Brian's saying right now, just look up some stuff he said. Yes. Um, he ruined Black Panther, which seemed unfathomable to, to, to be able to do. And then he ruined Captain America, which is actually quite easy to do and has been done for, for many, many times over. So he, he didn't break any ground there. Um, but yeah. <sighs> so I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I love that this is being covered and I, I love that we're, we're getting this and everything, but um, you know, at the end of the day, this is great. Henry is the, is the casualty in all this, you know, he, he's the, he's the victim. Um, but, but yeah, so, all right. In the last couple of minutes here, let's, let's move on. Um, so but good guys win though. Good guys do win. And much like the uh, <laughs> the subtitle of this episode, uh, Cavill goes full Thanos and will do it himself. His next play, again, according to The Hollywood Reporter, is Warhammer 40,000 as a series on Amazon. Um, it says here, the streaming giant is in the process of closing the rights to the miniature war game. And Henry Cavill will be the executive producer and um, will be in, in charge of adapting the series into, uh, or the game, sorry, into a series for Amazon. So I guess Amazon has the rights to the game. 
um, which is produced by Games Workshop. What a horrible company name for SEO. And I guess after months of negotiations and fending off rival companies that also sought the rights, it is envisioned as a potential film and TV play. No writers or showrunners are attached. Vertigo Entertainment's Roy Lee and Natalie Vesco's teamed with Cavill to secure the rights to deliver it to Amazon. All right, so there you go. He's got skin in the game. Yes. How familiar and are you with you, Warhammer? Funny enough, uh, for probably like the last four or five years, I've yeah I've heard a lot about it, and I've always looked at, hey, should I check this out? Because there's like over a hundred books written about War the Warhammer mm. universe as well, and today I finally stepped into it. The fray. I don't know anything about the miniature war game. Nothing. I just know that there are books, and there are books with these Marines with these crazy, mm. just super suits, basically. So on. that's Warhammer and, forty thousand. Yeah, it's Warhammer forty thousand. So, so, so there's Warhammer, yes. Warhammer thirty thousand. I think mm. Warhammer forty thousand. So Warhammer. So we're talking about was a miniature game that two of my college roommates played. Oh, really? And they okay. took up my entire dining room table with their miniature dolls. <laughs> um, and I was constantly like, can you guys hide that? <laughs> we have girls coming <laughs> over. Um, this is a bad look. <laughs> anyway. No, um... But no, they did. They were like constantly painting and playing and, you know, I'd sit there and watch and, you know, it's, it's very similar to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, you know, it's a dice based turn based game. Uh, that being said, the, the 40,000 years in the future setting is, I think it's even like a little darker than the medieval settings. Um, and the idea that like, you know, it's so militaristic and, you know, you have humans and you have androids, um, and elves and all that fun alien stuff. Um, I'm curious though, cause it says here that the Tau are a blue skinned alien race. I wonder if they'll change the color because of avatar. I was about to say because of avatar. So, yeah, but uh, here's the thing. If you're a Warhammer fan, you should be fucking stoked as shit about this because he's going to be in charge. And he, if this is something he loves, look at what he did with Witcher and he tried, and he's like, all right, if you guys aren't going to respect this, I'm out. So at the very least, maybe this maybe this is what Henry Cavill is meant to do. Maybe he's meant yeah. to go around and create these, take these IPs and convert them into live action shows and movies and do them right. He's not the yes. hero we wanted with Superman. He's the hero we need as executive producer, Henry Cavill. Yes, because for The Witcher, anytime when you would hear him say, when you would hear him ask, what, do you, what would you like to see happen in the next episode or in the next season? He would all invariably start with being closer to the source material. So this is a guy who is <laughs> one of our, my friends uh, in a text said, so is he the king of the nerd? Is he like gunning to be king of the nerds? And I just sent the memes that it's already done. He's the god emperor because, of the nerds. Like we can't compete yes. with him as nerds. No, like if no. Henry Cavill walks into your house and wants your girl, what are you gonna do? It's like just go, like, just go. Like, would you like anything to drink, good sir? Just take her. <laughs> Fine. Don't bring her back. <laughs> it's over. 
so this this is a guy who is always passionate about his what his roles like for whether it be Man of Steel. We you talked about the Witcher. He's the he's the reason why the Witcher got made. Right. It's absolutely and this and again I know nothing about Warhammer. I just bought my first Warhammer book. It's called Crusades and Other Stories, mm-hmm. which. I looked up and I've been, like I said, over the last few years, I've been trying to figure out a starting point for the books. And today I, with this news, this actually made me go back and just say, you know what, I'm going to get this book. And because a lot of people online said, this is a good starting off point to get you familiar with the world because there's just so much stuff going on. So thank Henry Cavill for getting me into making me finally jump off and get this Warhammer book and get into the world of Warhammer. (laughs) Damn it, Henry. <laughs> so, I, and again, we were talking about Amazon earlier with God of War. I, I, I again, it's it's ha- the fact that he is behind this gives me a lot of hope and a lot of faith that we're gonna get something good. We're gonna get something really good, and you know, faithful to the source material. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. So we, we will we will we'll see what happens with with young Mr. Cavill. I mean, how old is he? Is he even forty? He's thirty nine. Yeah, so he's a baby. Um he's not an old man like you. Um <laughs> like you, ancient. If what? I'm old, you're ancient. I'm two days older than you. Anyway. Well it doesn't matter. You're ancient. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, no, so this is great. I, you know, like, I want to end on a positive note here. Like, he, you know, he had this. The thing is, is the Superman door isn't necessarily closed. And, and even the DC world is not closed to him. It seems like they all left on good terms. So right. here we go. We see what happens. I, I really think he's going to shine. As a as an executive producer, I think he's going to shine as making sure that the fans feel respected, and it's going to usher in a, a new era of of respect for for the fans. Like I can't imagine he's gonna he's gonna be a part of this and then let actors and actresses go full simulio. I don't think so either. So. And if he does, he can break them in half. <laughs> so, <laughs> hello, Mister Fake Karate Guy. Yeah, this is yeah. I I, I like how you said like ending on this good note because this is a positive because the guy is always professional oh, as yeah. well. You, you, I mean, the, the idea of, the of, he... of Henry Cavill breaking Simulio in half is definitely ending on a good note. Like, if I can leave everybody <laughs> with that for the week, like, you're welcome. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel about that guy. I mean, he's just human garbage. But so anyway, the 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 important thing is that this guy's always been uh you know stand up from what I can tell a stand up guy. You look at look at that the, that that post how he handled that. Oh yeah. You look at you know his personal life. He he's not that guy that likes his personal life in in the the public square that is Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He is passionate about these type of things he's like you said he's he's a true nerd and he loves this type of stuff and if anybody is going to bring uh a heart you know is it if anybody is going to 
be true to the source material and uh, like the heart and soul of it. It's Henry Cavill and not just yeah. Warhammer, but whatever he, whatever, whatever he has, yeah, whatever he's to. a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, it's just the idiots that did the Witcher didn't listen to him. Right. So, but I'm really happy for him because it's funny enough that, and I'll leave it at this. I just, I did see after the, like on one message board, when the, the news came down that he was let go as mm-hmm. Superman, somebody said, you know, he just needs to find somebody that will take, you know, the Warhammer property and, and have him involved in that. And then what happens like a day and a half later right. that happens. So, yep. Really, ha- really happy for him. I, I look forward to this. You know, again, I'm going to start jumping into the war- world of Warhammer to see, you know, see if I like it overall, but I'm absolutely going to be keeping up with this. And right. I just hope this guy, you know, this is the thing that really shows and really gets him, not just for the nerds, but just for people in general. Yeah. That you you can honor source material and make an impact. Right. Right. Cool. All right. On that note, we'll see you all next week. Have a good one. Um, We will probably put, wait, when is Christmas? If you say the 25th, Uh, so it is a Sunday, so (laughs) we will probably put the episode out on the 26th. So as you're driving around, returning all the crap that you got, you can listen. Yeah. So on that note, oh, and it'll be our best of for the year. Um, Because I don't think there's anything to worry about coming out between now and then. No, no, there's not. Avatar. I'm not going to see Avatar, so it won't be on my list. But sure. Yeah, I, I'm. It's. It wouldn't be on my. It probably won't be on my list either. I don't think I'll be able to go see it before then. Right. Anyway. So. Right. So anyway. All right. On that note, we'll talk to y'all next week. See you later. See you. Bye. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.